as mentioned earlier, this year marks the ninth year since the Marikana massacre. Uh, on August the 9th, 2012, the mine workers embarked on a strike over their working conditions and to demand a living wage. On the 16th of October, the same year, 2012, the South African Police Service attempted to end the strike by responding with lethal force. Over the course of a few days, the cumulative death toll reached 44 people, including mine workers, Lonmin security personnel, and two SAPS officers. We now speak to an organization that's been working with the mine workers. Uh, we're joined on the line by Tato Masiangwako. He's a Tato is a researcher at the Socioeconomic Rights Institute. Dumelangwa uh, Tato. Um, thank you so much for having me. Okay, Tato. You know, sometimes okay. sometimes you can mess up with names because you see Tato, you think, oh, it's male. <laughs> but while I was saying he, I was like, okay, change it. It could be a lady. And here we are. It's a lady. <laughs> Apologies for that, Tato. Um, no, no problem at all. Well, good to have you on the show. So um, Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. So, Tato, please give us an update on the pursuit for justice for the affected families. You know, to be quite honest, I thought, you know, a lot of things as far as this is concerned were sorted out a long time ago. I mean, yeah, no one would blame you. We would, we would have hoped that this would have been sorted out ages ago. And mm. yet we're sitting nine years later with an incomplete compensation situation. Mm, mm. Um a lack of criminal prosecutions for what happened at Marikana, and the families continue to to um, really just seek answers mm. in terms of how their loved ones died, why their loved ones died, and what were the decision-making um, processes that led led to the death of their loved ones. Um, so some some compensation has been paid, and that was only for for loss of support. Mm. Um, that is incomplete. Um, but it's it's important to also emphasize that miners who who were injured as a result of the massacre they haven't been paid out anything. Mm. Um, only the miners who were wrongfully arrested, um, and that was over 200 miners. Mm. Those have been those have received some kind of compensation, but. On the whole, we're sitting nine years later um, with, with with a lack of progress all around. So, so Tato, what do you think? You know, are the reasons for for the delay in justice uh, on this matter? The short answer is is a lack of political will, um, and you know, the evidence for that is is really how little um, resources and attention and, and capacity have been given to the various institutions that, that need to, to investigate this matter and bring it, bring it to a close. So I'm speaking here about IPID, the Institute for Police, the, the Independent um, Directorate for Police Investigations, um, the NPA, the National Prosecuting Authority. These are institutions that are important for investigating what happened at Marikana, and yet they haven't been um, given the necessary resources to do this kind of work. Um, IPED has consistently complained about being undercapacitated and underfunded, um, and they've had struggle with, with having um, you know, increase in budget, particularly for Marikana. In terms of um, the NPA, who, who are responsible for handling the prosecutions, um, we have three um, prosecutors who, who, who are handling the, the prosecutions at Marikana. And, and while they're doing incredible work, um, 
they have other matters that they have to deal with. Mm. So, so th- there is just a lack of um, seriousness um, that's been that's been given to the situation. Even with payouts, um, the fact that we're still you know going back and forth around that sort of thing um, just speaks to the lack of political will. If we speak about an apology, the president has consistently. Um, promised to apologize to the families in person. Um, but, but that's yet to happen. So, you know, right from the simplest of things all the way to perhaps the more complex where we're speaking about, you know, like a really complex criminal matter, um, there's just a lack of political will all around. And uh, speaking about uh, families, how have they been handling this matter? Is there still any optimism that justice will eventually be served? Look, the families um, will never stop wanting justice, and and they mm. they, they really do just want closure. So it's it's really less about hope and more about you know how much longer do they have to to wait. Mm. Um, it's been very difficult from the moment they found out that their loved ones died in 2012 to date. Every year, um, where there's a commemoration, they are re-traumatized over and over again. Um, over the years, um, many families have lost loved ones as a result of perhaps um, just dealing with the trauma. Um, and others, of course, you know, time has passed and they've passed without ever really knowing what happened to their loved ones. So to, to say that they've, they've had a really difficult nine years is, is really, to put it mildly. So... What has your organization been able to accomplish thus far with regards to getting justice for the families? So we continue to advocate for um, Mm. meaningful police reform, and Mm. that's ongoing work that we do through Mm. our litigation research and advocacy. Mm. Um, In terms of supporting the families specifically, um, we've, you know, we continue to represent them legally to negotiate with the state in terms of compensation, Mm. um, and that's and that's that's what we're doing, Um, and that's ongoing work. It's it's tireless. it, it just it just goes on even outside of like the, the 16th of, of August, for example, um, where families have to you know attend the criminal prosecution. So they're watching the trials, and then there's postponements, and they have to go back home. Um, yeah, we're, we're providing support in in all those kinds of ways, um, just seeing to it that they do get justice at some point. Clearly, there is no indication that this matter will be wrapped up anytime soon. I mean, what's your planned next step? So because the, um, the, the compensation work is incomplete, we continue to advocate um, mm. for that. And I understand that the legal team, um, the legal teams, I think, are, are working to, towards pushing for um, prosecutions for what happened on the 16th. It is, of course, really devastating that no police officer, even though we watched it all on our television screens, mm. no police officers have been held accountable or prosecuted or, or charged for what happened on the 16th. Um, so that remains um, an uphill battle, and we remain committed um, to, to, to seeking justice for Marikana. Tato, thank you so much, and thank you so much for what you're doing for these uh, families, and uh, I hope, you know, um, everything will be sorted out very soon as soon as like tomorrow you know (laughs) as soon as tomorrow you know uh we do believe you know the people uh, who are running the country they too have families and understand 
where these other families are coming from, having lost their family members, some uh, lost their jobs, some were injured. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. There you go. That is Tato uh, Masiangwako, researcher at the Socio Economic Rights Institute. Radio 2000, our music, your memories.